Welcome to Minority Landlords Podcast, your manual to financial freedom. Are you looking to escape the nine to five rat race? Do you want to earn passive income while building generational wealth for you and your family and don't know how to get started? Well, you're at the right place. Here at Minority Landlords, we're here to help educate minorities about real estate investing. And now your host, Pepe Amoti. Everyone, it's your host Pepe with the seventh episode of Minority Landlords Podcast. I can't believe it's the seventh episode already. Feels like I just started yesterday. Anyways, as always, I'm psyched, super psyched for this new episode. Today, I'll be covering long distance investing. Have you all heard this saying, distance means so little when something means so much? I know this saying is more about long distance relationships but it's true in real estate too if you love real estate and are obsessed with it like i do long distance investing won't be an issue at all keyword here is obsession you have to be obsessed with whatever you do it doesn't have to be a real estate can be whatever career you are in if you really really want to do it right you need to be obsessed with it If you're obsessed with something, giving up on it will be very, very hard. Meaning that you will go above and beyond to find ways to make it work until last minute. So today I challenge you all to find ways to be obsessed and fall in love with whatever it is that you do. It doesn't have to be in real estate. It can be your career, it can be your your marriage, your relationship, your whatever, just be obsessed with it and do whatever you can to make it work. And in today's episode is about literally taking that leap of faith and broadening your investing market. In real estate, a lot of times, most of us in locations such as Massachusetts, certain parts of Massachusetts, California, New York, New Jersey, where the cost of living is high and property prices are high or keep going high to the point where we can't make that one percent rule for those that don't know what one percent rule is it's an indication most investors use as a formula to determine whether or not a deal makes sense or is a good deal basically for a potential investment property to pass the one percent rule its monthly rent must be equal to or not less than 1% of the purchase price. Does that make sense? Meaning that if you bought a property for $500,000, you want to have a monthly rent of at least $5,000 a month. For me personally, I try to hit at least a 1.5% or 2% plus rule, preferably for an investment property to make sense to me. Obviously, in my in my current market now, it's hard. Hence why I broaden my search so far out places such as Ohio, Iowa, Maine, Pennsylvania, and whatnot, where I can easily break a 2% rule if, if I buy right and know what I'm doing. And I urge you guys to try to learn how to do it right so that you can make the best out of your investment. Usually in places like these, you are more likely to find properties with a higher cap rate and are and and generating a good enough ROI. For all, all you newbies out there, capitalization rate is basically the rate of return on a real estate investment property based 
on the income the property is expected to generate. Usually, investors will tell you 8 to 12% cap rate is pretty good. And the formula for figuring out cap rate is basically you calculate the building's annual net operating income and divide it by the purchase price or the current market value. And I mentioned ROI is your return on investment. And how you calculate the ROI is the net profit divided by the cost of the investment and just multiplied by 100 and you should be able to find your ROI. The downside of some of those super high cash flowing markets is that appreciation is sometimes not the best. So just keep that in mind. That is story for next time. We'll go through that back on track to the point. Don't just stick to your market. Out of state investing is actually super easy than most people think. A lot of people think I'm crazy to do out of state investing. No, it's, it's not. It's not that hard. It's the same. The way I look at it, let's say me personally. I have investments closer to me where I live, less than 10 minutes drive as a matter of fact. But guess what? If anything breaks, I don't know how to fix anything. So what do I do? I call my handyman or a plumber or electric electrician, etc., to fix whatever that needs to be fixed. Why? Because I don't know how to fix anything. And I don't think learning how to do that is worth my time since I value my time more than money. Also, I'd rather pay someone to get something done so I can focus my energy on what I know and enjoy to do and do best. For me in real estate, I enjoy managing the rentals, coordinating fixes, managing tenants, finding and analyzing deals. Those are my favorite thing to do, going through the acquisition process and such. Those are what excites me. Those are what brings the best out of me and I'm good at them. Fixing things don't excite me. So I'd rather hire someone to do those and do it right rather than me trying to learn how to fix things and such, which I have no interest in whatsoever. Meaning that whether the property is 10 minutes drive away, 30 minutes drive away, one hour drive away, or it's five hour flight away, guess what? When there's an issue, I call a handyman to fix what's wrong. So why should I not expand where I buy? Also keep in mind, I manage all my properties personally, both in-state and out-of-state ones, without a property ma manager whatsoever. I might get a property manager after the current acquisitions I'm working on, but I might try first doing it myself. Because guys, it's not that hard self-managing, even remotely, since you'll be pocketing the majority of the rent as your profit rather than having to pay a property manager. But again, if managing isn't your thing, then definitely get a property manager if you just want to get passive income without doing much. You can do that for both in-state and out-of-state. Back to the point, stick to your strength. That's very important, not just in real estate, but in every aspect of life. If you're not so great at something and you try so hard and it's just not working out, just move on and, and focus more your energy on, on what you do best and what excites you and brings the best out of you. Some great things about out-of-state investing are one, affordability. That's the reason why most of us go with out-of-state investing because we can afford or we can get enough out of our money in our current local market. Hence why the majority of us, including myself, that's the biggest reason why I started expanding and going to out of, in out-of-state markets where prices are much cheaper and the properties are cash flowing just as great even if the appreciation usually is a little bit lower but at the end of the day i feel like they end up equaling up the second thing 
about out-of-state investing too that people don't really pay a lot of attention to is portfolio diversification aspect of things. Meaning that having properties in multiple cities and states that helps you diversify your portfolio, which is great. When you invest just fully in one area, in one city or in one state, but let's say if, if you just invest in that one particular city or town, if that economy is down because let's say mails close or an Amazon fulfillment, fulfillment center close that used to provide jobs to majority of the people in that neighborhood, then guess what? Your entire portfolio have a high possibility of getting affected. But if your portfolio is scattered all over in different towns and different states and whatnot, you are much safer because all of them are not going to go down at once. And let's see if there's a recession, but also recession when it happens, usually it affects different places differently. So keep that in mind. The other third point is you are more likely to find a market with less competition, which in turn will help you scale way faster than had you just stayed in your local market. So there's a lot of great things, a lot of great things about investing out of state that you folks really need to dig deeper into, especially if you are from a market that things are getting harder, you don't know how you can scale, how you can expand. You don't think the amount of money you have will take you anywhere. Try looking into other state. Some things you need to keep in mind when choosing to invest in real estate out of state. Number one is research, research, research. I cannot emphasize this enough. Make sure that you research the area very well. Find and talk to property managers in that area and get some insights in addition to your own web browsing research that you do. Property managers, they're great resources. They, they usually know a lot about the area they would manage and which area they wouldn't or they don't prefer. So talking to them is a great idea. Sometimes I also talk to passerby strangers in that area and ask them about the experience living in that particular neighborhood. You'd be surprised how much great information you can get from that. I also tend to sneak and ask tenants about their experiences living in a neighborhood or in that particular property when I go for a showing. Ask them how satisfied are they living there, if there's any issues with the building and such. Personally, right now, I'm working on a 12 unit and a 9 unit deal in a not so much of a desirable location out of state. And I'm trying to see if it will work out by doing my due diligence and whatnot, getting agent insights and will even send someone to ask strangers on the street and tenants about their experiences. Sometimes you might get negative feedback from what you see online in those real estate forums, but that doesn't mean those communities haven't changed. So you have to be there present or send somebody to do those kind of investigations for you uh, in order for you to really make a good decision and don't let a good deal down just because of what you read online. Also, there's this common proverb. I don't know if you all had it, but it says that one man's meat is another man's poison. So create your own deals based on your criteria because something that I despise might be a blessing. Something that you read about that particular location that somebody on one of those forums says some negative stuff about, you might go there yourself and actually like it. If you're not able to go down to speak with the folks, research online, there's tons of data out there about every community you can think of. Look at city data, neighborhood scout, there's a bunch of other government sites out there too. And 
research and see if the population in that place is increasing or decreasing, what's their economy like, what are some stores or chains in those areas and, and some new ones that opened there recently. If you have a McDonald's open up in your neighborhood recently or like an Amazon fulfillment center, probably it's a good neighborhood money making wise because they've done their research and spent a lot of money figuring out that area. So how about you just piggy bank off of their research and trust that area too. But again, just do your research. Other things to keep in mind is to ensure there's a good school district because that will affect the quality of the area. Crime rate is very crucial. Make sure that you buy in an area where the crime rate is not too bad. Ensure that it's a safe neighborhood because nobody wants to live or raise their family in a crime-stricken neighborhood. Crime, crime data really focus on the crime data and make sure that they're low enough that you feel comfortable with. I don't care how cheap the properties are, it's not worth it if the crime rate is just way too high. Research and see what's driving the economy of that place. Are there Amazon fulfillment centers and such? Do your market research. It's very crucial when it's coming to out-of-state invest. Like I said earlier, once you know your market, make sure the numbers make sense. Look at your cap rate, net cash flow, cash on cash return, ROI, cash flow, and so on. Don't spend too much time overthinking the numbers and if the deal doesn't fulfill one of the metrics. Those metrics, sometimes they don't really matter that much, especially when you're doing smaller units. For me, as long as all, all of the expenses are being paid by the tenants, the building is cash flowing well and meets my profit margin standards, I'm done for it. I don't care about all the other metrics. I'm not going to teach you all things I don't really care about. But if you want to learn all the metrics, I'm sure there's tons of information out there online if you research. But I've realized most people just waste so much time over analyzing deals. Sometimes you just got to throw the towel and hope for the best as long as the deal makes some sort of sense. I have a friend that overthinks about everything. He's been overthinking about buying something for the last three years. Don't get me wrong, when buying a property, whether it's your first deal or a hundredth deal or a thousandth deal, all of us have that fear of whether or not things will work out every time. I've never bought a property without me having that sort of fear that what if it doesn't work out? What if there's some issue with the foundation that I don't know about. What if, what if, what if, that's normal. Every deal you buy, you'll always have that feeling. Everyone, including myself, does. So yeah, it's normal to feel that way, but don't overthink things. This is not rocket science, guys. Do the basics, and as long as the return makes sense to you, pull the plug and go for it. Also, I want to touch on the, on the fact that technology these days makes out-of-state super easier than ever before, whether you want to use the property manager or if you just want to manage it by yourself. If you use a property manager, you will be able to use softwares that they see everything. You'll be able to see the, everything live from your phone, such as the total collections, expenses, profits, issues, and whatnot. And if you want to do it yourself, there's property management softwares such as Buildium, Turbo Tenants, Appfolio, Propertyware, and many others out there. Just look them up. They're usually pretty affordable too. So you can subscribe to those, manage everything on your fingertip. 
can collect their rents, get the maintenance requests through there and send that request to your handyman. And that's the last thing I want to touch on is if you want to manage by yourself, especially your newbies that are trying to save every penny when starting, find yourself a good handyman. It's very crucial to find a good handyman rather than just calling companies when an issue arises. Problem with companies is they are more likely to be very expensive. I used to do that back then when I started, I used to just call anytime the issue arises, I would just call a random company at Google and it's never used to work out that great because these are really expensive. But if you have a handyman, it's much better because they're way cheaper. So if you find yourself someone who can take care of the majority of the issues you, you'll come across, then you'll be golden. Some of the reasons I love handymen is they're usually much cheaper, like I said, than specialists or general contractors. And they're often satisfied to do specialized work, but most of them do broad stuff too from my personal experience. And I've had my handyman installed several brand new water heaters for a hundred dollars when usually had i called a heating contractor or specialist they would charge me over eight hundred dollars in my area so yeah find yourself a good handyman and build a relationship with them overall i think out of state investing is the greatest way to solve that problem or the quote-unquote I can't afford real estate in my place of residence or in my current market. You don't have to stick to your local market folks. I know it's risky buying somewhere different than where you're used to but the risk is worth it. Stop staying just in your comfort zone guys. If you're willing to grow you have to accept that uncomfortable feeling we all feel when we start something new. In real estate it's not that hard out-of-state investing is not that hard. You can do this even just yourself and virtually manage by yourself if you are like me who does not want to pay a property manager. If you don't want that, then have a property manager help you out and you enjoy the passive income with zero work. That's fine too. There's no problem with that. I think it's very worth it investing out of state and in real estate or in life in general, we all need to stop fearing risks. Some people are too afraid of risk, but guess what? Life is all about risks. You can never achieve your dreams or get anything done in life without taking a risk. Driving is a risk, right? But guess what? We still take that risk. According to the National Safety Council, an American's lifetime odd of dying in a car crash are 1 in 107. That's as of 2019. That figure obviously changes every year due to several factors. But guess what? That doesn't deter us from getting in the car and driving, right? Another good example. In the United States alone, it states that the odd of one dying from choking on food is around 1 in 2,535. These odds are greater than the odds of dying from an accidental gun discharge or as a passenger on, a, on an airplane. Isn't that amazing? We are scared of planes yet we partake in an activity that's more likely to kill us than going on a plane. Are you gonna refuse to eat from now on? That's up to you to decide. Point is let's stop with this overanalyzation and being overly scared of taking risks that will quote unquote lose us money. Money is nothing guys. Money is nothing. Like I had said before. Losing money in real estate is not as easy. There's always a way to make things work out. Even if you lose it, guess what? 
you might come out having learned something. So do whatever it takes. Take educated risks, obviously, when it comes to out-of-state investing. Don't just make stupid risks. Make sure you really do your homework and learn a great deal of the location, about the property, the tenants, and then pull the plug and go from it. All right, folks, until next time, no pun intended, but stay hungry. Thank you for listening to Minority Landlords Podcast. Please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can reach as many people as possible. We will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family, too, about the podcast. Also, visit us at MinorityLandlords.com.